This is Caroline. This is Aisha. And this is Survivor Season 40, Winners at War. This one was Episode 14, The Grand Finale, people. This one was so wild and woolly, Aisha. Oh, my God. The end. The final show of the season. It all boils down to this. Thank God we live in Texas, so we are already starting to reopen up around here uh, in Corona times. So we were actually allowed to watch this at the same house. We were allowed. We were allowed. We, we, we were given dispensation. We sat six feet apart. We did. We did sit six feet apart. We had our own vegetable trays separate from one another. We did not double dip so there's lots and lots of good corona safeguards up up um, in here of course of course well i was just excited because normally we don't watch the show together we watch it separately in our own homes and yell at the tv <laughs> like the other person would be there but this time we were like we have to for this huge supersized episode three hour three hours we have to be together kick the rest of our families out of this area i'm pretty sure my husband just drove the kids around (laughs) in the car for a while (laughs) because there's nowhere you can really go right so they just just was like i don't know it's longer than a fucking movie yeah (laughs) like it was so funny it just went on and there was no reunion show which blew our minds because we were thinking, okay, they're going to definitely come on Zoom. They're going to do this whole reunion thing. Jeff said that there was just three hours of straight up solid content for us and dramatic content. We were just like, ooh, what I, is about to go down? It's so weird. I mean, there was, there was 14 episodes, right? And we got three hours of actual episode in, in the finale. That is so oddly balanced with like the rest of the show. So, so weird. It could you have know? been. I mean, why didn't they just like stack some of the other shows to be two hours instead of I don't know this like <laughs> clump. I think it all ha- I, really honest, honestly. I think because of the whole pandemic, I think they scrambled a lot in the end of this season to how to present it. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming that yeah. must be it because there's no other way that it made sense. It's like CBS is like we don't have anything else to put on TV that night anyway, so let's just make it three hours. And you're like, okay, righty then. Jeff sitting in his garage with his family created backdrop of things that were sent to him in boxes that he had to assemble. So funny. Quite a far cry from him jumping from helicopters and then and riding on, on a jet, jet ski. skis, right, coming into the. <laughs> Oh, my God. To the finale with his urn. Oh, my God. It was too much. Did you feel like that this season lived up to this whole greatest season of all time, 20-year madness? Well, I'm going to say from my own personal opinion, yes. I mean, I kept reading overnight on all the stuff that's been coming out. And people are saying, best season yet, best season yet, best season yet. So I think I'm going to say I enjoyed this maybe because this is my first time podcasting on the show. Okay. But I really did. I enjoyed this more than any other season that I've seen. And I've seen almost, I would say, 99% of the season. I'm your Survivor Super fan. So I say I enjoyed this immensely. I enjoyed it too. I felt like every single player had a chance at winning Mm -hmm. and that never feels like that's the case. You know, in other seasons, you're like, this one is seriously a weak player and this one is like completely like top dog and Mm -hmm. I didn't feel that way. I feel like, you know, everybody had a chance. too. Don't you think that like, yeah, all the players, since they were all winners, they, I mean, I guess maybe we already, they were, you know, kind of stacked, but they were interesting people. 
and yes. personalities and people that there was like people were rooting for different folks. Everyone I talked to, all the different fans that were watching this, they were like, oh, I love Jeremy. Oh, I love Ben. Oh, I love Wendell. Oh, I love Rob. Oh, I, I mean, it was so many different people that they were like cheering for where on a normal season, it's usually like a couple yeah. of the same people that everybody's like, oh, they are the two that we really like or these yeah. are the three we really like. I like that. It was it always kept you on your toes. You know, who was going to say something or who was interesting to follow that episode. So I loved it. I agree. So let's get into this because the very first challenge we come upon, Sarah, Ben, Tony, Michelle, and Denise are the last men standing, men and women standing. Mm -hmm. We have this gigantic obstacle course that just looks like, what? Mm -hmm. Did you expect that to be Edge's big foray back into it or what? We said it. The last podcast, we were like, this better be good. This Edge obstacle or whatever challenge better freaking be amazing and they stepped it up but i actually think that there was a challenge later on in the show that was a little bit more impressive agree i think we were all shocked to be honest that the advantages played such a huge role in this i am like practically speechless about it because the 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 advantages i thought were going to put natalie so far in front of everybody else that she was just going to be standing at the end tapping her toe right. when everyone exactly. else was literally just starting. Yeah. yeah and like, so, da, 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 hello, I mean, she was able done? to skip so many different parts of it. Aisha, there's no way she would have won if she actually had to have done the challenge. There's no way she would have won. I am just shocked. So do you think manipulation is coming in here? Or did... I don't know. Did they knot her area up so bad at the beginning that she really did get that flustered? I mean, I don't know Maybe it was a lot of pressure. I okay. mean, you should think about that. Like, hey, you've got all these advantages. People are expecting that you're probably going to win this. She probably just got flustered with those with the rope and be, and getting tangled up. I think you're probably right that the pressure just was so much. And she just seemed really, really... Just real flustered. Like, losing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so fast. And even though other people had advantages as well, I don't feel like I even paid attention to the other people's advantages. Nope. You know, I mean, the, the Natalie, Parvati, Yule... And Wendell also all had that first advantage. But with Natalie having the second and the third advantage, oh my God. I mean, you just would have thought she would have just blown this obstacle course right out. She is so amazingly lucky that at the end of the at the end of the line there, she managed to get those little balls in the hole. Mm-hmm. Because my heart was just out of my chest. I mean, I thought for sure. It had to have been Wendell. And then I thought for sure Tyson was going to take it right? from her. Well, they were all, I think that little table, I mean, that table maze is all about, you know, balance and strength. Just a slow m- movement. Yeah. Those slight movements uh, that you know finesse. that ball. Yeah, the finesse of getting that ball just like into the area and not like drop off and have to start back over again. So that kind of like live, level the playing field, right? So they all got up to that table maze. And then I knew, I was like, oh God, here we go. It's going to be up to, it's going to be like anybody. I, w- I was shocked. Yeah, I w- she, I was, she was lucky sh- as hell. Yes. Oh, okay. So then we finally make it through that. She has this huge, amazing moment where I was like, I cannot believe that this happened. And then they have this, this very interesting, like everybody say your piece. Because it was like the moment where we realized like, oh, we're really having to say goodbye to all the edge people 
for real now. Like, this is really it. I mean, they were all lovely. I thought it was a little premature to have this conversation because they were still on the freaking jury. Very true. And they were like but, literally still sweating from the challenge. It seemed like very quick to well, be and like, Jeff bye bye. Let everybody speak. Yes. We were like, um, where's the rest of them? Now, you know, we got Kim to talk, Tyson and Amber, Rob, Parvati, and Ethan, but that's it. Those are the only people who actually got to speak their like true feelings. And I understand this is the last time that these players were able to be like on camera and talking. The rest of it was strictly for jury yeah questions. but still i mean didn't didn't it feel like it should have been all or nobody exactly i did i felt a little bit like it was already three hours why don't you just let all of them talk <laughs> all right make it three hours and five minutes like what difference does it make now let the rest of them talk i would have felt like hmm, i guess i'm not that important i'm not coming back survivor <laughs> kiss my ass I did not dig the Amber Rob dynamic. Oh, man. Where I thought that they had done a good job on Edge with Amber, where like she was able to just tell about herself and how yeah. being a mom and having this peace and, and needing this break and having the silence. Rob having his own moments about working hard and blah, blah, blah. So to have them come on there and be like, the only reason I was here was because <laughs> my husband and he's so strong. He's I know that grossed you out. He's strong, and, and I'm just here to be with him. And then Rob's all, this woman, she's the best woman you're ever going to have. And I was like, what is happening? What is happening? This entire thing has not been about your marriage. I, it has not been about you two It's never been about like the marriage. They, even show, no. they only showed them holding hands one time. So no. to pull it, like, to then make it seem like this, this woman was a, is a oh. champion. Okay? That's the only thing that matters to me. This man, he's the best man that ever did okay. walk a beach before. Let me let me play he devil's advocate. He cracked his elbow. <laughs> he cracked his elbow, you guys. I guess like, oh my God. Let me play devil's advocate. All here. right, okay. devil. Hit they, it. After this moment they're having with these, with these other winners and what Survivor has meant for them, these deep feelings that they have all spewed, they have to make us all feel warm and cuddly and, and sweet inside. And so they brought this whole moment of... <laughs> I only did it for Rob. It was only for was him. There's Amber. the only reason I came out on this My island. My whole life's about hashtag blessed Amber. Like, <laughs> couple goals. Hashtag couple goals. What the hell, you guys? I do have to say that I thought that talking to Parv and talking to Ethan for a second, that was actually worth was it. really good, yeah. All right, so Parv, I did not, again, highlight enough throughout this that she had just had that baby. You know, yeah. she was in the middle of loving on that baby when she got that call. Mm -hmm. And still, she was willing to take off this time, which in baby dumb, 40 days of being away is a long ass Huge, time yeah. of like a little tiny baby. Mm -hmm. Now, by far, though, Ethan blew me away. Yeah, that was absolutely so touching that Survivor not only was his crowning moment in his life, it also saved his life because of the foundation that was created because of it. And then that foundation actually funded the drug that saved his yeah, life. Yeah, the, the drug, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, what, I mean, a, what a full circle, amazing moment. That's, that's is like too much for me. Like yeah. if they just had one person speak, it should have just been Ethan. He should have stepped forward and said, I spent my money creative foundation, which then funded a drug that then saved my life. What did you do with your the money? <laughs> you know, like yeah. I felt like anyone who's like bought like two sea and the mountain loud <laughs> cabin 
you should be ashamed of yourself for what you could have done right, for other people exactly, with that money. Exactly. You know, like I'm glad they highlighted that. Me that too. Was, that was most important to me. However, Yule, Adam, Jeremy, Danny, Sophie, fuck off. You don't get a story time. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie, oh Sophie gosh. took it from this moment and then throughout the rest of the three hours and oh. embodied the fuck it. The fucking spirit she vibe. Out. She was out. She literally was so down for the count the rest of this entire thing. Now, I understand she was sick. They said she was sick, but her tood for the rest of this whole thing, she should have just said somebody needs to has she come out and said what was wrong with her? I don't know. I would love they to should have given her a flag at the jury to just wave <laughs> her surrender flag and be like, I want out. I don't want to stay here. I don't want to vote. You know, I'm out. They I'm forced, done. It was like she looked like she was forced. Anyway, she, we all... was, she was like a hostage up there. It was terrible. They're like, <laughs> say you're happy. Hostage. Say you're enjoying it or I'll, or I'll cut your Re- pee. Read this this <laughs> I'll, newspaper. I'll cut the tip of your pinky off and send it to your mom. It was like, oh my God. Completely confusing. Why did we have like a commercial for Survivor? Where they were like, come to Survivor Camp. And it's like an Adam, Kim, Michelle, like, I was transformed. I did things I never tried before. Like, what the hell was this? Once, I think this is montage. also filler. But why? I don't know why. We didn't need it this a, to be three hours. Why? I oh, have my no idea. God. It's pulling on those hard strings of b- this being the 40th season, of this being 20 years in. And we all have to salute <laughs> as it comes on because it's like we need to go back <laughs> and remember what what Survivor's done for us. I'm going to say even it seems not to us, me... <laughs> It seems to me that it's like they have, like, the application pile is very low. Oh, my. Like, they're not getting oh, enough applicants. Oh, you think that? So they're just like, they have been pushing the casting. I have never seen they it said, so much. 16, this, 17, 18-year-olds, just come on in. Only if you have cool parents and a cool school. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't, like, hashtag casting on the bottom of that. There hole. was hashtag CBS Survivor Casting on the at bottom. At the end, but not yeah. during the whole... This was like Not a during the Survivor's video. video. <laughs> Survivor. Like it was the biggest loser or something. But they were like, I did all these exercises and now look at me. Literally, she was like, 50 pounds it's lighter. so hard but you ha- and you have to know who you are. I was transformed. <laughs> biggest loser. <laughs> I mean, it was like, oh my goodness, what is this bonkers part? Whatevs. I feel for them in terms of the production of this whole thing because I understand that they were really trying hard to create something out of nothing. Yeah, yeah. But it turned into just cheese recruitment video. At the end, it was like, go Survivor! Right. It was like they all put their hands in like a a team. I was like, what is happening? Yes! Oh my God. Team Survivor. Natalie is thrown into the crew. Okay, we got number six for six players now. So we're getting right on to an immunity challenge, right? Yeah, definitely. This is very complicated, but, but, well, right? Well, we have to back up. Okay, Before back we up. get into this immunity challenge, yeah. she comes in on the scene and she's like, how am I going to ingratiate myself into these five without getting my ass voted out first? Okay. Even though she knows she has this idol, mm-hmm. she don't want to play it just yet. Right. What does she do? Maybe what she's been doing on edge this whole time, figuring out how she was going to get into the game. And when she did, what would she do? And so she basically went in there and decided to craft the whole idea that everybody on edge is talking how amazing Tony is Mm -hmm. and he's running the game. So she just puts the shit out there to everybody. 
Now, okay, we're going to the end and listening to the jury and listening to Rob be like, we've all just been in awe at your game, Tony. Right. Was this such a crafted story or did she actually just tell the damn truth? Okay, so this is what I was thinking too. You're right. I mean, were they all just talking about Tony anyway? But Seems like it. I think she just hammed it up for the rest of the players to be okay. like, maybe there was some truth to it, but she really wanted to make it sound like he was so threatening that they all need to get rid of him right so locked in that like if they right he was, him. He, he was right he was a lock to win this which mm-hmm. in the essence really ended up happening. I, mean, I think he pretty much was yeah. but i mean okay yeah, i was yeah. just like Rawr. yeah i don't know so natalie you know she realizes she's got to break up this tight click i am pretty amazed at her being able to size it up so quickly obviously that michelle was like way on the outs she figured this all out in about a millisecond, you yeah, know? Yeah, she did. No, I know she's been on the jury, so I know very well that she's been watching this play oh, yeah, out, you know? Course, yeah. So I guess she kind of knew what she was coming into. And did she have an opportunity to quiz all of the other people coming onto Edge? Yes. But the overwhelming unspoken truth of this seems to be that Natalie did not take advantage of the social game on Edge. Mm-mm. Like at all. Like the fact that every single player came over there and she could have had a chance to talk with them and be like, tell me how to undo Tony. But that doesn't matter what to do. Even if she didn't loop into the social game, that didn't mean that she wasn't listening. They could have been talking, talking, talking to other people on edge and she could have separated herself, but still be listening and taking it all in. It was not that much. I mean, what were they doing? I don't know what they what the hell they did on that freaking island all day long they never ever showed us them like, like a typical day right about what was going on back then. No. because a new person was joining them like every week right. or every couple of days i every should day, say yeah. not every week so then in that case you think i mean new information's coming to them all the time to sit and gossip about i'm firmly believing that she just took it all she may not shared shit I think that Natalie did not take advantage of the amount of time that she had over there in terms of the social game, figuring out where the weak spots were over there. I think you're right. And and now here's the thing. I'm saying that that could be a complete lie. It it was a very unspoken part of this whole thing. Like, where was Natalie? What was she doing? I think we need to hear her side. I'm I'm interested to see if she will reveal I'm sure she more will. of what was going on on edge do you think that they do will they talk about there that? is actually a video out right now and it just flashed across my facebook and it's natalie talking and i didn't want to look at it until we recorded this because i wanted to make sure i didn't like have anything in my head until we talked you know okay i think she's spoken out okay good because I mean, there I don't needs know what it is about more information about what is going on i mean how did she not have the respect and the love from all the people on edge coming into she tried having to explain it away jury. she tried she tried to explain and she in in their heads and she did she did so we get to the immunity challenge what did you now think about like, this one this was the gigantic obstacle course with the ropes course the stairs the slide they had to run three times they had to complete a puzzle at the end it was the biggest one I felt like I'd ever seen. I mean, they were going balls out. Ben was going crazy. <laughs> Natalie was going crazy. Denise was going. I mean, everybody was just like throwing themselves down those slides. Is this the right? This is the right yeah, one. Yeah, right? Ben like practically was not even on the slide. He just like jumped from the top. That scared the bejesus out of me. I forget how 
athletic Ben really is. Agreed. Until he busts out on these challenges and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. The thing that was so shocking was, once again, Michelle (laughs) just plodding along, literally, like the little Little tortoise, right? Little tortoise and the hair kind of action. Natalie literally lapping her. Lapping. Lapping her. And yet we get to that puzzle. Oh my gosh. That damn puzzle. What did you think about that thing? That puzzle, first of all, I was thinking to myself, I would have been, who was it? Was it Ben or Ben and Tony? (laughs) Who just like had nothing. They just spent the entire time gawking at other people. Just looking around. I put everyone cheating. Just everyone's just looking around cheating. If you didn't know what you were doing or you didn't get the idea, the concept, that you're just sitting there like fumbling around. Michelle had the concept immediately. She knew how to do that puzzle. She built it. She didn't even stop. She just picked up the the blocks and started going. And I was like, at that point, I was like, oh. She literally never hesitated. It's like her blocks were numbered. It's over. Like put one with one and two with two and three with three. It was like, oh my God, this woman is crazy. Oh my God. She blew my mind. When she won that puzzle, I was like... That was the biggest comeback I feel like I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. She just like kicked all of their asses. Aisha, that Amazing. was just one of those yeah. reality TV shows. I love the competition parts, the actual like yeah. challenge parts. And but that you, was and like, to think yes. that you could be so defeated, right? Like, wouldn't you be um, immediately defeated when someone laps you on a, like a physical part? You know, you know, you would feel like crap. And then just to come back and she just kept her composure. That's what it's all about is keeping your composure and not quitting and just doing what you had to do and then end up pulling out the win. I was like, yeah, that was What's interesting is that it was her entire plan to just be like slow and steady because she wasn't ruffled. She literally wasn't ruffled Mm. when she was passed. Even when she got up to the puzzle, most people, tears would have been streaming down their face when they're getting laughed. Flustered. Oh my God. Just, oh, I can't do this. She even, I don't know if you noticed this, but when when we were watching, she even took the time to like pull her bathing suit bottom out of her butt. Like when she came off the slide. You know, basically on these, like how Ben went balls out, like just like throw your body down there. He did. He wasn't even touching the slide. He just like jumped. Yeah. Like you remember previous seasons where like people would like lose time tops or like yeah. bottoms and they'd still keep running yeah. and they'd have to blur out their ass or they're like <laughs> yes. their tops yes. or whatever because they're just like i had no time no time to pull up my clothes just gotta right. get just win she was like let me just pull it out let me adjust myself and keep running just like a jog yeah. a slow jog and yeah. just like i and i'm thinking to myself She's not going to win. How is she going to win this damn thing? How? She's taking time to pull the bathing suits out. What's going on? She's just so calm. I think I, I have to give her all the credit in the world for being so calm. Yeah, I could never have stayed that calm. So then we get back to camp and Tony, he mm-hmm. just seems to understand exactly what the fuck is going on. But no one will no one. listen. Was this frustrating for you or did you feel like, no, I mean, Sarah and everybody else has like complete understanding of what is going on and they should just like be cool. What did you feel like? The editing was quite funny. They were like how they kept like going to Sarah and she's like, "Uh, this is what I've been trying to do for all this time. 38 days is trying to calm Tony down. Yeah, that's my entire job. "Mm." Sarah knows what's going on. Sarah, exactly. When she said that line out loud, Sarah knows what's going on. I was like. Sarah girl. That's it. <laughs> you, you just signed, you signed it. your death warrant with that. Sarah knows what's going on. Yeah. Poor oh Tony. If God. they had just listened to him, if he had just not acted like a Muppet 
the whole damn time. Maybe, just maybe, Tony. This is we could one have of those you times seriously. when I felt like his previous game exactly. actually hurt him. Exactly. When his current game, I don't think warranted this level of not believing him. Nobody could take him seriously this time. It's like, yeah, you did enough damage last time. Last couple times. You right. played several times. And so the thing is, is they're just like, mm-hmm, sure, Tony. Yeah, we're not believing you. This little act you're putting on is not working. But he was like, I'm trying to change. The way that he was, you know, I appreciated him because he he has always been willing to compromise with his alliance. Like if Sarah came and said, no, I feel strongly differently. He was willing to change. That is very different than Rob, say, who wouldn't have heard a peep about changing the votes. You just do what Rob says, right? Yep. This was a completely different situation. And I thought Tony had a good plan. Splitting those votes between Natalie and Denise. I mean, all of it felt like this is the right thing to do. His gut told him. Ugh. So bad. Yeah. Natalie and Michelle working together. That was a given, right? Yeah, that was good. That was a given. Do you remember when we were watching and I said, do you think Natalie's going to tell Michelle that she has an idol? Yes. And that was like one beat later. <laughs> Natalie's like, I have so an guess idol. what? I have an idol. <laughs> and I was like, oh. You would be that. You know you would be that person. Would, <sighs> would you tell? I think you would need to. You need somebody else on your on your side. But I didn't think that. I mean, this is the part where had you talked more with the people on edge, you would have understood that Michelle has no friends, Yeah, no friends. So you're bringing a peace offering to someone who didn't doesn't need, didn't even need, need it. it. Oh, good point. Right. Good like point. she wanted to play with you because she had no one to play with. She was alone in the sandbox and you brought her a candy bar. If you just came over and played with her, that would have been good enough. You didn't need to waste your candy bar. So another strike on Natalie's social game. Because she didn't pick up on it. No. She didn't see that Michelle yeah. did not need any type of incentive in order to work with her. But then you get crazy on that island. You don't know. You don't know. And, I, and idols are <laughs> currency. Right. That's the whole point. As our chocolate bars. As chocolate <laughs> I just felt like it was just too much. I felt like, oh, Natalie, you came in here in, in such an odd way. Um, Busting on. Yep. Yeah. Like you, you got flustered during your challenge. The second you had an opportunity to play a social game, you blurted out your one and only secret. Uh, what happened, girl? You just you just did, you couldn't keep it together. Well, it all ended up working just fine. In this particular one. Yeah. I will agree with you. It yeah. did. What did you think of this tribal? When well, we got in here, we started to actually hear the spiel that is gender bias. It was like natural. And the way it came out was really heartfelt and touching to me because you know I think it just I think she had she struggled so much in the you know the previous season you know beating herself up that internally and things that she should have done or didn't do or could have done better and feeling that label like that is put on women versus men and like having the way that they have to play it and where men can play it a certain way and women have to play it another way and they don't they don't want that label of, of being a bitch or being that scorned female player on the island and she's got a very male dominated job too right so it's part of her life i think to navigate how to be a female 
in a male dominated life of hers that's I think way more than me and you would have to deal with you know what I mean I think so being a police officer that's a even though there are tons of female police officers it's really a male dominated field oh for sure you know last season if you remember we had a whole situation with a, a conversations bigger conversations about the world Survivor was becoming like a microcosm, right? Exactly. Like this bigger world problem. Exactly. And somehow at the tribals and even in these like social situations back at the camps, they were going to try to hash them out. It was going to become almost like a social. Uh, like a learning moment. Yes. Yes. For everybody. Right. Like, and I feel like. And it, that's come up over the years. Do you yes. remember like when there's been times when you've had someone who has used a racial slur mm. or has used some sort of. Homophobic. Yeah. Slur. Homophobic comments, stuff right. like that, where mm-hmm. they've taken a pause. And I feel like the producers talked to the offended party and was like, look, you have two picks here. You can either get mad you know have a have a grudge here right or you have the world's looking at you right, right now right. you can be an advocate right. for, for the situation that you are not and happy I, and with. i applaud them i applaud so do you the think they pulled that. sarah to the side in any way and had any amount of conversation Absolutely. you do okay because i feel that way like don't you think there was a distinct lack of those uh confessionals in this whole like latter half of the season where normally they would share with us a little bit more. Sarah was there, but she wasn't talking about this gender bias stuff. No, no, no. She and then all of a sudden it came out. She wasn't talking about any of her concerns. And then all of a sudden she just has this very... Yes, eloquently put... Yeah, she's like yes, on a platform yes. and she understands herself yes. and it's all very clear now. But I think they fleshed it out with her. Yeah, some sort of guided... Exactly, a guided... I think she felt like it finally was... A... She was able to put some words to how she felt. And they helped her along with it. But I agree with you. And they said, you know, I think the most impactful time for you to share these thoughts would not be back at camp. It would be at tribal mm-hmm. where you could share your moments here. And but also that makes me feel a little odd because it also changed a little bit in the course of the game. It changed me. the game a little bit. Tell me. By her declaring this and making the speech that she did, it triggered something in Ben's heart later on. That changed his game. Mm. So that kind of made me wonder, you know, what has Ben, what has Ben done in his life, gender bias wise, that all of a sudden he heard this, he heard the call. Yeah. Something to, to change. Suddenly. Yeah. Or sacrifice to, himself in some way for right. the cause. Exactly. What's up with that? I don't know. I mean, ben, who knows? Who knows what it is? Maybe ben he knows. just had. Ben knows. Ben knows. Ben knows. <laughs> Whether it's bad or not, or um, whether it's, it's something, bad, it's, Aisha. I don't think he did something good for gender bias, and now feels he needs to sacrifice okay, himself. Okay, well, try to be, try to be, <laughs> try to be neutral about this. But you know what I mean, like right. he he definitely felt something about it and needed to make some change. Now, what did you think about the fact that Jeff decides to? lean into this whole conversation oh, yes. and, and decides that he is a part of the problem. He could have said nothing and it would have just been fine. Right. Probably. So what do you think about the fact that they actually decided to, you know, and potentially get, <laughs> get a little skewered in the social media world by saying, you know, I think I do actually use words like, uh, well, I love Jeff. Positively. For that. I love Jeff that he doesn't like, you know, he's not hiding. It would have been very easy for him to just be quiet. Mm-hmm. It would have been very easy, which most people would probably have done. So I applaud him for actually being like, you know what? If I've done anything, I'm truly sorry. I'm I'm not untouchable here. Right. Let me put my shit out here and say, 
I'm going to own whatever biases I had in the past. Yeah. And try to do better. Well, okay. So here's the thing. And talking about this, this is part of where we got back to people like Parvati. When I said, I don't get it, you guys. Are you trying to tell me that because she's so pretty, that's why she's won? Even though there's some, there's been some beefcake guys on here, but you're telling me that she won because she was just so damn sexy? And and I was like completely boggled by the right, concept that this kind of concept of gender bias like brings it on home to me that I was like, oh, this game has been like sketchy about you know women and how they kind of are like flirty or doing their thing versus men who made boss moves and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff and you're like wait wait what i mean the fact that our one true boss queen decided to just pull the i know pull the damn flag and go home and not even have anything to do with the rest of the show at At all. all no no that that was that was one giant leap backwards it really was. For women, Sandra. It really was. It was like... And you were my girl. Taking my ball and going home. Yeah. Like the second I don't, it was, I don't get it to was be a giant. Top. It was a giant step back. Ugh. So I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about it. But you know what? It happens. People are human. They make their decisions. And that was her choice. Absolutely. So... Absolutely. So... She went out on her own terms. I also thought that the only way that Natalie and Michelle had a shot at this was to start playing the gender card and to start saying there's three women here. There's two guys here. Let's go women power. Uh Let's try to turn this tribal into girls versus guys and break this alliance. We've seen them pull it before, right? Where they just decide a girl needs to be in the finale. So therefore, that's how we're going to do it. Because in all honesty, Natalie, Sarah and Michelle had the power to make it an all-girl... They could have. An all-girl ending there. They could have. Where a woman would have had to but have they, won. they were not. The thing that I do I do appreciate was that that threesome, the Ben, Tony, and Sarah, that alliance was not going anywhere. As we got to this episode, I realized how freaking tight that... I mean, they were like blood brothers and sisters or something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think they went to the ocean and like cut themselves and then like <laughs> touched each other. <laughs> very anti-social like, distancing. I mean, Never again anti, will they get to be able to do that blood. move. Oh my God, the whole thing. Though we're blood brothers. What did you think about the vote for that tribal? Where ultimately it was like all idols all the fucking time. Everybody's idol gets flushed. Everybody's idol gets flushed. And then they had to re-vote because there was no actual votes cast for anybody who could have been, you know. Uh, voted out so Denise and Sarah get to the end and then they have to re-vote between those two women I we knew it ended up being the way that Tony wanted it anyway so Which that was so cool. infuriating well for me I thought it was cool because I was like okay he ended but up getting what he wanted every idol was flush he didn't and he told them don't do it this way because we're gonna all end up losing our idols evil dumbasses evil but here's the thing from a show standpoint without that we don't get any more Screwing for idols because people would have still had idols in their pocket and stuff wouldn't have gone back into play by flushing it. Guess what? Producers manipulation. I say like they created a situation where, okay, now everyone's going to have to play idols. And then, uh oh, now everyone's going to have to go play hide and seek with idol line. But did you notice even though three idols were in play, three idols did not go back to the jungle. Only one. Or at least they weren't found. Okay. But I, but yeah, I agree with you that I would never have stopped looking until three surfaced. They only found one. So do you think they only replanted one? They looked forever. I mean, I no. guess 
they had not been they had not been hiding them that good. No, all season. No. Then all of a sudden they're going to be expert hiders. I don't know. I I, I agree. I'm with going you. to go ahead and say that there was just one because that would have been too many. I agree. It's too much to juggle on that last last day. Right. I totally so, agree. It would have no been way. nuts. Well, because then you it would have forced only one person to get out if you think about it. Because they were down to five. Someone would have won immunity. There were three more, in theory, three more idols out there. Right. Then you would have been like only one guy out. Yeah. They were, there know? was no way. They, that wouldn't have made They it weren't going to allow for that because no. it wouldn't have been exciting. Tony gets back to camp and he is frustrated he is sad <laughs> but he goes full on and starts searching all night and ends up getting no results nope no results it almost made me wonder when they hit it like do you think knowing that tony was a nighttime looker what if the producers just waited till morning and went out and hit it like let him waste all his energy all night long and go hide it at like 5 a.m uh, well according to what he said at the end he never slept. He was out either tending the fire, and I'm right. putting finger quotes up, tending the fire all night, a.k.a. looking for idols all night long. So right. it just seemed like he just didn't sleep. Right. But still, I would think at some point in the morning time, no doubt he came back. You know, at some point. I mean, he had, he had to come back. So then what if, like, the producers just let him waste his time all night possible (laughs) i mean i'm just saying i mean it kind of cracks me up but at the same time tony seemed like such a shoe in from the producer point of view why wouldn't you try to put some foils in there i know i'm giving all that i feel like a a survivor producer is going to listen to this podcast and be like we don't do this you guys it's not like this i want to know if they do or not i mean somebody needs to tell us it is their responsibility to, to make the game exciting and interesting. Yeah. And if it's just a streamlined, straight line of like the person wins every single time and then goes to the end, they know he looks at night. They know he does. Yeah, but if, okay, you've been looking all night. It's dark. Uh-huh. He builds some shabadoo like fire fire he that he yeah. needs to see. Okay? And then some sort of stick fire that he was like carrying and then, Yeah, and then... I think it looked like some sort of palm frond that was caught on fire or whatever he was like holding. And again, everyone else is just snoozing it up at camp. You don't smell smoke. Nothing. You don't you, know? you don't hear like twigs breaking. It would be the loudest fucking thing ever. I would think it would be. Come on. So he's doing all this stuff. Then you're saying that the producers are gonna slip an idol in the morning. Like he's not gonna They just don't put it out at night. There's nothing to there's nothing to have done. They just didn't do it. They just didn't say that it wasn't out yeah, there. They just, just put it out there in the morning time when everyone else was awake. That's possible. I'm just saying. That's effed up producers oh, if you do that. Yeah, now you're all mad at them. You're I'm like, mad. Caroline, you made up a whole story and I'm pissed at you about it. <laughs> oh my God. So lo and behold, though, as soon as the sun rose in the next morning, Natalie finds it. Shows it to Michelle. They're going to work together again. The idea, though, that Natalie found it and is able to stay in this game a little longer was the only thing that I think made this like very exciting near to the end, because otherwise it was very simple. They were just going to vote out Michelle. Yes, they were. Yeah, it's exactly. What it was. So we had to have this happen, right? Natalie had to find the idol. She, she's already been very clearly adept at finding idol and finding things over an edge. Yes, yes. Figuring out. Figuring She's out those clues. Um, the clues and going straight to it and finding stuff. So it's not out of her wheelhouse to not be able to find this. So I don't see, I don't, nothing screams manipulation there. Okay. It just seems like she straight up found that idol and 
she got it at the right time. So I, I was like, okay, let's go. Let's play now. So now they have another obstacle course. I should, this is just like the longest the obstacle <laughs> obstacle land. Okay, this one is like all about having to jump in the water and swim. Okay, this is where it would have taken me out. <sighs> okay, talk to me about this one. We out we out on the we're out on the ocean swimming part. Now I swim very well. However, jumping off of a platform, weebly wobbly, whatever that platform was, into the ocean, swimming, crawling up the ramp, jumping off that again, getting onto the little beam. The whole thing, net in the sand, and then coming back to the beach. Oh, it would have been, that was grueling. It was absolutely grueling. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was, was like, this is what I'm talking about, Survivor, right here. I, Shit was, that you know that normal people are not going to just be able to like, I could do that. This is the type of challenge I was waiting for. Me too. The creativity level was like, yes, you are tiring these people out. Yep. They are exhausted. I mean, this was nuts. Michelle brought up the rear once again. I felt confident that Ben and Tony were the two that were like, had played the most cornhole likely in their lives. Right. And so having to land that sandbag on the little pedestal thing, I was like, okay, these two feel like they are most likely to be able to do this. I don't know. Tony just seemed like he, he was struggling on the swim. So when she got up there and they were trying to do the whole, like throw the bag up there, we had this keep these moments of like, Oh, and oh god! No. The way oh, the, no, the way didn't. that the sandbag was like on it, and, and then would like jump, jump right off. off. Yeah. Oh my god! It was a lot of drama. It was a just lot. a nail biter. It was exciting. Yeah, it was a good nail biting one. Tony ultimately, ultimately lands it yeah. and and wins, and I was like, oh my god! I don't even know what to say. Like, is is luck just on his side for this season, or is this just insane skill? Well, it is a, a matter of knowing just how hard to throw it and judging the the length and the actual strength it takes to get that bag up there and and controlling your nerves and stuff to not like overthrow it or to do anything stupid there's that's the luck part right yeah where it's just like wow there's other factors that are going in there he seems to have the mix of it all of like yes he has he has the right amount of skill but he is getting lucky on a lot of these things golden touch right now he does he should definitely buy a lottery ticket it feels like he is definitely got the god is like shining down on him like win tony (laughs) i'm so glad we get to see the spy nest again because it would (laughs) have felt like such a letdown if we didn't get back to tony really acting a fool right did you like him up there and again Aisha, would you have a conversation by the water well? What I say? <laughs> what I say last week? No, she would not, y'all. No, I she said, would not. I said, get away from the board of world. Why do they not have any conversations in the ocean anymore? Or almost anywhere know. else. If I said, Caroline, come with me to the... Let's go get some water. I'd be like, no. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm, a, I'm hydrated, thanks. <laughs> I will go pick some berries or yes. coconuts or Can something. Can we do something else? How about we go like pumice our feet over by the pumice. ocean? <laughs> Let's go do some yoga. Let's do some pumicing with the reef. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go find something yoga. else to do. I'm just like, how much time are we spending at the water well? Well, I, another, you know, option to get Tony up on the spine nest, I'm pretty sure. But the hilarious thing was the editing didn't show us until they told, uh, until he said that he was up there for an hour. Oh my God. So they talked there for an hour. I can't even... Okay, he's now, on this tree for an hour, shaking like a crazy person. Why do you think Natalie opted to hide the idol and her buff on her wrist? I've honestly never seen anyone do that. What was that about? It stuck out so much that even Sarah was like, 
What's what is on that? your, your wrist? wrist? What is this? I've yeah, like, never. I mean, how many times have we heard? Like, remember when Sophie's on her way out? She's like, now I get to get this like out of that my ass crack kind of thing. Like, or even when yeah. people are walking out, remember they're like, oh god, I've got this like idol in my ass or, or your my, shoe. Or, yes, pulling out of my boot, pulling out of my cleave. I have never once seen someone wear it on their wrist with their buff tied around it. I had neither. I thought, well, I kept seeing the camera pan down to her hand. And I was like, why do they keep doing that? And then when she said that, I was like, oh, shit. She's got the idol on her wrist. I I mean, they're not going through bags at camp. Why didn't she just keep it in her bag? I don't know. The social game, Natalie, the social game that you, you don't understand how to be around others. And for some reason, I don't know. I don't get it. So they have that whole conversation about the idol and now everyone knows that natalie has the idol right oh what a waste do you think it was a do you think she did it on purpose because it's so obvious i don't know what would be the point why not just tell why wear it around right i don't know it it just seemed odd to me it seemed very out of place and the entire group now knows she has an idol everybody after she's got the idol they start hatching these thoughts not they but ben and sarah and Tony, in particular, start realizing that if she's got the idol, she could, in turn, actually play it for Michelle. Which I think would have been a very interesting play, resume-wise. Did you agree with their idea that her coming in with such great advantages and an idol in her pocket, knowing she was going to play it the first go-round, then... She's got to kind of change it up and do something different on the second one. Was that good reasoning on their part or no? I don't know why they would think that it would be that great on her resume. Honestly, if you were down to it and you wanted to give your vote, would it sway you to know that one player gave one of their idols somewhere to somebody else? Would that really sway you? Would it be silly to not use it on yourself when you're the one that could get to the end with it. It's a gamble. It's a risk. Yeah. And, and so why would you need to take the risk if it's yours? Only just because of trying to show that you're not just playing yeah, like a vanilla game, you know? But I, I'm with you. you I'm with you. can talk your way out of that. They were spinning a more creative game than Natalie came to play. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. It's like they were giving her this all this... When it was like, uh, I don't think she really wanted she to do that. She just wants to come and She's be just, safe and then yeah. move to the next day. Yeah. And then be safe when, whenever she can, you know? Yeah. What did you think about this Sarah-Ben conversation where they had this really okay, yeah. difficult conversation, especially Ben, who we talked about in our previous podcast, how he had had so much trouble trusting people mm-hmm. and that he felt that he left the game with no friends at all. And he wasn't going to do that this time, that mm-hmm. he really, really cared about really not just looking like a good guy, but being a good guy on this game was that putting too many eggs in that i want to look good and have friends basket versus the i want to win basket well to be honest while watching it i wanted to throw my shoe at the tv because i thought ben what are you doing spent all this time this is not about getting a best friend at the end or no, being the nicest guy. Survive friendship. It's, it's not, not good. Called it's, that. Called, it's it's a game for two million dollars. If you want to change your life, your family's life, whoever, create a foundation, whatever you want to do, you could do that with that money. You mm-hmm. know. But then the more I thought about it, it's self-preservation for him. It's his own heart and his own mind that he's got to live with every day. Okay. And I don't think he was willing. To risk that. I don't think he was willing to go through another whatever he went through, which seemed to be quite life-changing. Yes. After the first time he played, because he's brought it up multiple times now, and it's not been good. Mm -hmm. 
That like he couldn't live with himself and he has the exactly. knowledge that he couldn't live with himself. So he had to do something. He different, had to right? do something. So I think he I think he had to do it for his own well-being. I like that. And so I applaud him for that. And I think as much as it like killed me to see it as, as a game strategist after thinking about it and my and really just stepping back, I, I see why he did. OK, so while I think it was understandable for Ben, given his emotional, mental state after previous games, would you have ever in a million years given permission to your alliance to vote you out? Not at this stage. But this this was the 11th hour. I would never have given permission ever because I want to win. I mean, no, no, so I wouldn't have done a period either. no time that but I would have been not like, right okay. then. Yeah. Uh-uh. And there was like no need. Michelle and Natalie did not need to both be in the finale. Like we could, more could have happened here. But they didn't know where I, that idol was going. Right. But sadly, and they didn't want to risk one of the other ones going home. Yeah. So it was that a self-sacrifice. And I yes, get it. That's but it. it. But it was a self-spun story. Again. I know. It was not understanding that Natalie has never played that game. She's never been sacrificing herself for other people. The one and only thing we saw her do was give up that idol to to Tyson, but she couldn't have two idols. So she didn't actually give up anything in terms she of had like, to. she had to, yeah. I mean, she spent the tokens rather than maybe eat more. Yeah. Because they were like, there's like, we can't do anything more for you on this last challenge. Yeah. I mean, she basically, she could have spent the tokens on more food for herself, maybe instead of buying another idol oh, for Tyson. You're right. Yeah. There was no, there was nothing else she could, she, she couldn't have come with two. No. So, I mean, so they gave her too much credit in terms of this generosity idea that she would play it for Michelle. Right. And when in reality, like she's never shown that. And you guys no. don't really and have they any, don't know that. They yeah. Because they never true. spent any freaking time with her. Which is the which is the catch twenty two of Edge. This is practically a mystery person that you're getting on day thirty eight. Especially her because she was the first one out. Yeah. So they literally I yeah. mean talk about the biggest wild card you could possibly get. Yeah. Someone you've spent zero time with right it wasn't a jeremy it wasn't like anybody who got voted out you know on the latter part it was the one person who was voted out first who they had zero interaction with so they spun something that was so much more complicated than what was gonna happen that's what the island does to your mind it messes with you your mind (laughs) gets crazy okay so i feel like the whole last portion you and i kept saying there's no way sarah is gonna vote ben there's no way Sarah is going to vote Ben. She's not going to do it, right? No. She's not going to do it. She's not going to do it. There's no way. Shit. She's not. She's not going to do it. She's not going to do it. And then I see Probes hold up that one that says Ben with the heart. Oh, oh. you're like, damn it, she I did it. I said, Aisha, that one, Sarah. We all know Shit. only Sarah would have put the heart on there because like Natalie and Michelle are putting hearts on Ben's name. <laughs> I was just Fallout shocked. Yeah, I was too. I I never expected her to do that. Never. Okay, so you're Sarah, right? Mm-hmm. You voted out your alliance member. How do you feel about how this all ended up? Well, I mean, like, she, she had tears in her eyes. Right, right. But I guess because we have to jump ahead a little further. Knowing, okay, so I mean, this is not a surprise. People who have people who are listening to this, I assume you know how this worked out. Yes. I just want to fast forward just Sarah for just a second, knowing that you are not in the final three. Right. And looking back and realizing oh, yes, you yeah, yeah. are the one by your by your own choice to break the alliance. How do you feel about your choices now? I think she feels fine because she wanted to make a move. 
She wanted to make that big move. And that was the whole point of why Ben said, just do it. It's fine. But make so your it was moves. the resume risk? It was the resume risk? That was risk the resume risk. trying to show Hell yeah. that you weren't just struggling Hell like yeah. She was. She was willing to she do it. She had to do it. Yeah. Because she Ouch. even said, you know, it's like everybody on their own at this point. It's after this. It's like every man for themselves. Here's the joke of it, though. I wonder how this is going to go down social media or just survivor history wise. Because Ben's big thing was, I don't want to become a bad person and end up at, at the end. As far as I'm concerned, breaking your alliance. You think Sarah did? She did become the bad person. No, he gave her permission. Bull on that. You don't have to, just because someone says you can beat me doesn't mean you you are a good person for beating them. And my point is that she broke their alliance and kind of took like the devil's offer. Yeah, yeah. And so my question mark is, is she going to be viewed as a bad person? Like it didn't even work out for her and she broke her alliance and she sent Ben home. Like I really don't. Is I mean, she going to get back for Ben lovers? Maybe. Yes. Will she get backlash oh, or is she going to be at home thinking, why did I do that? Why I sure as I hell hope she does not. Don't not even put too. that in the universe because right now she's done so much. She's come so far and this whole time and to have these, whether or not they were, you know, helped finessed, with the whole gender bias stuff and all that whole discussion and conversation that she had, regardless of that, mm-hmm. she felt that she spoke it. She right. spoke her own truth. Right. She's Lucina she's, now. She's, she's not Lucina. She's ch- you know what I mean? Like, let's not put that on her. I okay. don't even want to put that negativity because she had a conversation with Ben. They talked about it. They probably cut that shit so far that they probably had a conversation for hours. I'm not even joking. That's true. You're you're right. She on probably. That said, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Probably 15 million times. She cried oh, yeah. during that conversation. It was not easy for her. So whatever ended up happening, it happened for a reason. And he was okay with it. So okay. whatever. So, so we're, it's on him. We're putting- He's the one that's got the, that has to get the backlash on that, not her. Okay, I'm for that. And I will put that out in the universe that I don't think that Sarah playing a more aggressive- uh, looking out for herself right. and being, you know, putting herself first right. was okay to do. It's I will, okay I will because why can't you. a woman do it? I will go with you. Why can't a woman do that and not be looked at as a like a bitch? And that was her whole point. Right. Okay, then I'm going to put that into yeah, the universe. Please, universe, do not hurt Sarah's <laughs> reputation. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So now we get to this competition of keeping those balls in that caged maze. Keep your balls in the cage. <laughs> Aisha. This is Caroline's this, favorite, guys. This she was so. Looked like she was going to bite all her fingernails off. And my heart fall off was the couch. racing racing throughout this one. Hey, but new change on this one or something I'd never noticed was the whole tie one hand to your back business. I feel like that has definitely changed over the course of the show. I don't know if this was the very first time that they did that, but I do feel like in the past they didn't only have to use one arm I don't remember, but I don't I I remember being so hard seeing hands move and Grabbing balls from either side and doing all that whole business. So I don't remember ever seeing one hand tied behind your back. Who did you think stood the best chance of winning this? Um, they had said that Michelle... Before they started or after they started? That was a whole different thing. Well, so when they were giving the spiel, 
Jeff said only Michelle won her final immunity challenge in her winning season. Okay. That didn't, ca- I didn't. In the three times this challenge was used as the final immunity challenge, the player that won the immunity also won the game. Mm-hmm. So did any of that at all affect who you nope. thought was going to win? Nope. <laughs> okay. So, I don't buy all that biz. Okay. Statistics. I don't, it's not statistics. for you. <laughs> She's like, right, right. Let me write that down. Great. Statistics. <laughs> Numbers. Bull, bullshit. Numbers, not for Aisha. I mean, I am all about being in the moment and what is meant to happen will happen. That is me. Not okay. a statistics type person. Okay. So, I mean, well, to a point. I thought for sure, as I was watching it, Michelle had it in the bag because she had she was so steady. She just had the right rhythm. She really did. And very calm. Again, she said this you know what michelle damn she then said all of this she said i work better under pressure she did say that and when she's under pressure guess what she does she composes herself and she comes out like a champion Mm -hmm. so i thought that was what was going to happen but i also said this is the freaking like challenge that if you lose your concentration for just that split second you could drop that ball okay so then in that case we've got our natalie crossfit you know sat out there on survivor edge Mm -hmm. for a gajillion days versus michelle's slow and steady i honestly did not feel that tony or sarah had a shot at this one to me i felt like their energy was going to be too frenetic yeah too manic just didn't see them being able to just plod along and i was right on that so it ended up being just michelle and natalie at the and now what did you think at that very last second when it was just the two of them did you honestly think that natalie was going to pull it out no i actually didn't i did not either i did not i thought michelle was going to pull it out i knew that the two women the two those two women were going to be at the end but i did not think natalie i was like god damn it i think so many she podcasts was ago, everything right so many podcasts ago i feel like i said Tony, Sarah, and they pull along either Michelle Michelle or Ben. Ben. Mm -hmm. And that felt so right on. And so Natalie winning this one. Whoa, what a Mm -hmm. monkey wrench I did not see coming. It changed everything in my brain. And she was final three guaranteed. Right, final three. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So if let's just play this scenario out. All right, let's. Had Michelle won. Okay. She's final three. Yes. Would this have changed at all? Who do you think she would have had make fire? She would have taken Natalie with her okay. and she would have made Tony and Sarah do fire and Tony would have won. So it would have been the same thing? It was thing? the same fucking thing. Nice. It wouldn't have mattered. Statistics. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Strategery. Say, say Tony wins. Okay. He automatically takes Sarah. Okay. He makes Michelle and Natalie make fire. Michelle would have won that. Michelle would have won. And, and so it would have been Michelle, Sarah, and Tony. Tony. I think. I don't. And what then. What if Sarah won? Would she have. She would have taken automatic Tony. taken Tony? Yes. She would have taken Tony. Well. See? Ooh, I don't that know. That would have been the only one. If Sarah would have won. Yeah. I don't know. I think she would have taken Tony. There's no. I, See, I, I would have thought no, so I take too. It back but if you voted too... out Ben, I kind of feel like you're at the point where. But that's her number one alliance. But she would have beat Michelle and Natalie at the final three. I think. I think she could have stood there and said, "Yeah, I slayed the yes. king spy nest maker." Yes, she would have. She would have won. So, but she would have never been able to live with herself. I don't. You're right. I think she would have taken yeah, Tony with. She would have taken Tony because she's then a cop. That would have been it. And that was her partner. Yeah. She, you don't turn your back on your partner. No. 
It's a roll. Would you turn your back on me? Never. Exactly. Never. So. I would take you to the end, but then I would annihilate they you would at the resume you. portion. I'd be like, and let me tell you what I did. <laughs> she doesn't let like me tell statistics. You, she doesn't even believe in statistics. <laughs> So if you don't believe in numbers, then vote for her. But if you understand statistics, you vote for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but you know I'm all about the, like, what is to happen is to happen as well. Like, I think I'm she very... would be the, now that we've played that little scenario out, she would have been the only one that maybe could have changed it. shook it up, yeah. right? Who otherwise, like, otherwise it, it didn't matter. What do you think about this whole, like, where you have, like, this entire day of just making fire practice? Is that so weird? Well, they had to let them practice. First of all, it scares the shit out of me when oh. they're over there banging that fucking magnesium with a knife. I'm not allowed she to use has, a knife. You're not and allowed so, to use a knife? No. I have cut myself so many times. I am terrible at using let's a knife. Let's try and make, let's try and make fire. Ooh, do you want to? Let's yeah. do it right after this. Let's just go in the backyard and start. Do you have magnesium? I've got palm fronds. <laughs> Is that okay? We need palm fronds. We need sticks. We need also a knife and magnesium. Okay. I want to know. Okay. So I did not know anything about how hard magnesium is. Like in terms of like, you know how we were talking about like how hard you actually have to hit it? It's not very hard because they carve it. Okay. So it says the secret to making magnesium fire is in shaving off thin pieces. Now, here's the word you're looking for. Off of your soft magnesium bar or rod. Thank you. So when they hit it as hard as they're hitting it, they're trying to start. They're they're trying trying to bring a spark. Spark and also get a little shaving action going. I know nothing about the outdoors. However, I am an expert on fire making from my watching of Survivor. (laughs) I thought you were going to say you were an expert on magnesium because I'm an expert on magnesium (laughs) and the said products of the of the table, whatever those the scientific table. Periodic table. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know what You're I'm like, about. and the how you say table how you say the of chart numbers of letters. letters. <laughs> I want you to call it the chart of letters for the rest of our lives. I want you to be like, you know, this element. It feels like it goes to the chart of letters. I'll be like the alphabet. And you're like, no, the no. other chart of letters. <laughs> The one with the science. The one with the science. Oh, the periodic table. What is the kind of... Okay, so I'm going to... Magnesium sulfate, right? That's something that they gave me. They gave me when I was trying to stop contractions. That was like a Uh, thing. I'm trying to think of all my magnesium. Don't you use magnesium for... Yeah, supplements. Yeah, you're over there using the mag. Yeah. Milk a mag was like a whole thing in my life with little kids. No, because when my one kid had a bad belly, milk a mag was like a whole thing in our lives for a long time. Yeah, it soothes your belly. Well, yeah, it makes you poop. But then I was trying to think, like, what's... What's the, what's the one that I was, I'm always calling about my knees? Chondroitin. But what's the first word? I forgot the first word. You know, guys. What is it's it? It's the glucosamine. Oh, glucosamine chondroitin. <laughs> That's for your niece. You guys. You guys. We're, not we've, unlike, di- we've digressed. Not here. unlike a three hour survivor episode we, we are past the one hour mark of this podcast <laughs> and it's when we start getting giddy and silly because like our sugar levels are getting a little weird okay so what were we talking but about? still making fire i am so afraid of striking a sharp knife towards my fingertips 
Okay. I don't even think I could participate. Like if they said, listen, I picked Caroline to make fire, I'd be like, and I'm not allowed to use okay. knives. <laughs> so do you have other products? I have had to have stitches in my finger. My finger has had to be reconstructed internally. Like they had to flap open the skin, oh. put back together my muscles because I put a butcher knife right through oh. my hand. Okay. Like ever since then, I'm not allowed to use it. I'm not- still only at, okay, so I'm showing Aisha my whole pointer finger. Okay, look, Aisha, I can actually show you this. Okay, if I point it towards you, can you see how this has red? Yes. This is red, but this is white? Yes, I see that. Okay. That's your circulation. Mm-hmm. It's poor. That's my circulation. Your circulation okay, is poor. Okay, and now here's the other thing. I can feel up here, but like down here, you could poke that with like it's a numb. fucking anything. Yeah. Because the nerve grows back so slowly, it's only grown after all these years to about here. Wow. Grown back, and so it has to get like so all... So you definitely can't use no knife. Cause... No, I can't use no knife. That's <laughs> Do you know what knife I prefer to use and at all times? A plastic butter knife. <laughs> also, the Halloween little knife that comes oh, for the pumpkin with what? the little dead tip on the end. Because so it's sad. like a little saw. Yes. And somehow that, I don't ever think I'm going to slide that right through my hand. Because it has a little guard at the end for your hand and everything. That, it seems like those safety knives. Apparently, Pampered Chef used to make safety knives and they don't make them anymore. God. And you I've need, always You need knives to. for a child? Yes. Are there those? Do you have one? No, I don't. I use grown-up ones. <laughs> I also, here's the other thing that I asked for for Mother's Day. I asked for this. I wanted one of those bowls with one of those rocking choppers where yeah. it's like, kind of like a boat. And yeah, so you yeah. put all the things yes, in it yes. and then you just rock it. Right, right. Because I can't cut my vegetables. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So I just. You like, just call. They're on. It's on TV. You just call the number. Can, can somebody <laughs> buy me that on TV and send it to me, please? As uh, seen on TV. They're sold at Walgreens. It's like a rocking chopper. <laughs> because i can't use knives do you think it would have been acceptable for me to bring a rocking chopper to where to, to make fire <laughs> <laughs> like where we... where? <laughs> yeah to survivor uh, could i no. rock chop my my magnesium Absolute, you would lose so, uh, no. all right so here we go so she can't we're gonna fire. have to make some fire i always forget about the part where the person who wins immunity actually has the ability to choose themselves as yes. the, the fire slayer and choose to take people out on their own. Do you think that that's like a bullshit thing? And have you ever seen anyone take that option? I'm going to say there was one time that I can think of recently that that happened. And I do not remember who exactly it was. It was a male that did it, that decided that he was going to, y'all tell me who it was if I'm, if you know what I'm talking about. He was the one who decided that if I want to be the best, I want to be at the end at the best kind of a thing. I'm going to buck up and be like, I'm going to take all you all out so that I can prove that I should win this whole damn show without a, a slight doubt. I and, remember that very and much. And I don't remember exactly who that player was, but I do remember that whole scenario. And I hope I wasn't just making that up because I swear it, it happened. No, I really, I don't think, I, I remember there was like a season. Um, it wasn't that long ago. Right. And that was, and I do remember that exact wording. If I am going to claim to be the best, right. I have to beat the best. But here's my deal. That's a, I'm not, and I don't like making blank statements, but that is such a male man way to deal with things. Like I don't see a woman making that choice. Okay. I just don't. I I feel like that is a macho type way to approach the game. 
And because you went with that, I will I will take I will take the other side. Please do. Because and, I mean I'm not trying to say, be rude. I'm just saying, in my opinion, I feel like that's a very macho way to be to play it. And not not necessarily a smart way. I will say that it's a very specific type of personality. Whether that comes in okay. the male body or female True body. Or I male say, or b- there's okay. certain females I know too who are I mean, I have several people in my brain I can think of who have been like, we should have a game night. And I'm like, I will never play a game with you because oh, really? you are so aggressive and you are so out Okay, blood, male or female, right? Like, I can't handle you. Okay. But you're right. There's that personality It's a personality type trait, yeah. just, like, they have, they have to see you surrender in your eyes before okay. it's over. Like, well, what is that end. then? It is, it is a, a dominance. It's about not just wanting to win, but to watch you submit. Ooh. You have to lose. They Ooh. can't just win. They cannot just win. That's not enough. You have to lose. That's the point. And, and but so, to me, I to me, I don't think like that. I don't so either. It's just me personally. I I don't think like that. So to me, it's a waste of time to give up what you already won. Natalie won that fair and square. She won the immunity. She does not need to prove shit. She already proved it because she won the damn idol. I agree. Uh, to me, it, I so, would not have taken the risk. To to do the fire part and to potentially lose. And I mean, who brought for, that up? Somebody brought it up in Rob, the jury. Fucking Rob. Of course. Because because it is that whole tude of like, how can you say you're the best? How can you say you have the because skills you're the, if you're not willing to do it? Because you're smartest. Because you're intelligent. You're, you're using your you're outwitting. You're using your brain. You don't need to use your brawn or go to like fire. Caveman skills, yeah, I, right. Like I don't need to beat my chest <laughs> and make sure I win and just right? pummel you. Like, everyone uh, could have just taken their dicks out and measured and see how long and then crown the winner. I mean, exactly. Right? Is that where we're at? That's no. where we're at. No. No. Put, Some of us don't even have in. dicks. And, okay? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Put them in. Keep them inside your pants. Right. Yeah, or as like Tony was wearing your paper bag sack man suit that you wore to the final tribal. Oh my God. That outfit. How did he even have an outfit that was that disgustingly dirty? He looked like a homeless person. He looked like he was trying to play like a burlap sack scarecrow and they gave him the top and the bottoms to it and then he just didn't have his like headpiece on yet. I mean, I okay. Like, what they, is this? They were on the island for 39 days. Okay, fine. No. Uh-uh. I reject that. The What he was wearing looked crazy. The, regardless of the fact that their teeth were whiter than white. Oh, wow. And you guys, I want to know what dentistry voodoo they used on t- those teeth. CBS, please send us the whitening kits that you have given your contestants. That was amazing, you know? Yeah. They wow. all look, the hilarious is that they look super hopeless until they open their mouth and they're like, Cling. They were like bonded all the way across, too. It's like they had such Crest great smiles. Right? Such great dentistry work we get to the actual fire making it ends up being sarah and tony boy was that i mean you said nail biter before but my god this episode should have just been called nail biter yeah you know i mean what did you think of how that they were each going about making their little fire well they both sucked equally so well there's that (laughs) (laughs) told you we're getting giddy at this point (laughs) no they i think that they both were just trying their hardest and they both had different um styles and trying to make it and boy sarah's got up there really fast like she got a really big flame and then it petered out but that was the thing you have to build it tall 
you can't just build it strong because it burns out quickly because you have to have those long sticks to come up and keep burning. Right. And you only have so much of that husk that it it burns really fast and high, but it burns out really, really quickly. Yeah. yeah. So that was the thing. She used all that husk really early. Mm -hmm. And so we thought, okay, that gave it like the fire, a little couple licks at the string. Like maybe that's going to be. I thought that was enough. I really did think that that was going to make it to where when she finally built the big fire, those preliminary Mm -hmm. licks were going to have cut through there enough to just spring that flag. Nope. I really thought she had a chance. Thank God for a really good fight there at the end, though. Thank God for that. Okay, so now let's go back to that question you asked me before. Was this skill or was this luck for Tony? This this makes or break the whole show. For me, he did not... Using the husk, you could use this all metaphorically, okay? okay? Tony built everything from the beginning. He had reasons for everything he did, every time he did it. As goofy as he acted at times, you know, he would sometimes, I'm going to call it lashing out, but lashing out in a silly, energetic way, not in an anger way. Like, he would let the silliness flare up sometimes. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, he was a steady builder, and he really was a steady builder of the fire. He kept that husk going, and he kept mm-hmm. building, and it was a slower build, but ultimately, it was a tall strong fire right okay sarah took a couple moments in time where she took some risk by like throwing that husk on there to me that's like ben did it boost her up faster and harder Mm -hmm. and get to the next level yes it did but it petered out fast and Mm -hmm. she was left with very little support system what she ended up doing is burning a piece of support ben you know and so to me she didn't actually get to the tallest fire quick enough and strong enough she wasn't nearly as well anchored there Mm -hmm. at the end. Mm -hmm. It couldn't get enough going. Maybe she waited too long. Maybe she should have started building those sticks sooner, get Ben out earlier, get someone out earlier. I don't know, maybe. But it was just a little bit too improvised at the end. She didn't really have a plan of how to do that fire. So we're seeing the same play out again. I think so. Because, right? Because Ben came to her with that plan. It's not like she made she that made plan up, of right, Ben, right. you know, and so Very it's like good she, analogy. she didn't have as strong of a plan. And I agree. I felt like she didn't really have that good of a plan with the actual fire building. Well, she uh, was far less prepared than Tony. I mean, Tony was encouraging her during the, the practicing. Yeah. And Michelle, though, she actually was a good fire maker. She was. Like, Do you think she would have beat them if had she been ha- pulled over? Absolutely. Absolutely. She would have beat them. Interesting. Yeah. So that's why I said it would be it would have been a totally different outcome. And so in many ways, by not allowing Michelle to make fire for Natalie, think about this. Mm-hmm. If I put Michelle over there and she makes fire, then she's gonna look better than I look. So I can't actually let her go over there because Natalie watched her make fire and watched her see how fast she could do it. And I'm sure those went those thoughts went through her mind. Had to you have. Yeah. I mean, it's a good defensive move for God's sake. Abs- yeah, absolutely. Okay. So when Tony defeats Sarah, oh, Aisha, what did you think <sighs> of the makeout session the makeout. that was Cops R Us? It was just heartfelt. She was like, okay, I need you to get yourself together. <laughs> he was like noozling into like, her neck <laughs> so hard. I mean, he was like, just in her neck. He was so distraught. Like, he was so distraught. That alliance was solid. Mm-hmm. If I play Survivor, I wouldn't play with Tony. I, I agree. He is ride or die for you if right. he really believes in you. He Sarah. Did. How's he Sarah. Say? Sarah. 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 <laughs> Sarah. I don't know how he says it. I don't it. know I, how we, he says it either. We're not good with We're the, not going to do the Northeast the Boston accent. Or, accent. It's not even Boston. He's from what? Jersey? Oh, no. Jersey. They said Jersey. Jersey. 
Oh man, we're not gonna get that. <laughs> oh, you're like, oh man, no, we're, we're not, getting, we're not, we're not getting like, anywhere. You like wrinkled your nose at me, like, oh man, no, we're not gonna pretend. Like, like I, oh, I can't. I could be like, I could be like Sarah, <laughs> Sarah. Honey. Well, so they, he, there was no way he was not gonna turn on her, and so I, when it just came down to it, it was like he had to say goodbye. He just got really, really choked up, and <sighs> she was like, "Get yourself together, man." Do you think that they would ever allow them to play again on the same season? Would Survivor ever invite them be, back? Wouldn't you think it would be a bit much? Like, I would be, I, I think this is it. I mean, I think it would be a bit much. I don't think Tony should be able to come back again in a lot of I ways. I don't think but... any of these players should be able to come back, to be honest. Ooh, good call. Talk to me about that. You don't think we should get, like, betrayals, like we were talking no. about? Biggest betrayals? I'm done seeing all of them. Biggest butts? <laughs> I I, I, that. I, biggest butts. <laughs> biggest butts. Yeah, I want to see that episode, that season. <laughs> All the bikini bottoms please? falling off. No, I actually, well, I mean, we could get into it now, but I really don't think that I want to see any of these people again. I'm good. When I've were, got my closure. When they were harping so much on the 16, 17, 8-year-old business, do you feel like they're trying to bring in this like next yes. generation of survivor people and have almost like a teenage survivor? No, I don't think they're doing that. I think they're just wanting to bring some younger blood into it. And it's a different... It's 2020. They're wanting to pull in a younger audience, too. CBS is not really known for their young audiences. No, okay? Jed, Jed Hirsch would agree. <laughs> so they're, they're trying to live it, probably liven shit up and get some young blood on the island and some different because they've been some younger players that have played. And it's been very interesting. So when you have that, though, I mean, especially given the conversations That's with these opinion. older, mature players who have said... You know, this really messed me up. I went back to work and I went back to home and it really yeah. messed me up. Is it even remotely responsible to put a 16, 17, 18 year old out there and have and, and have the humiliation of being on camera when you know people are going to blindside? And I mean, we've seen Adam cry. Yeah, but cry we are looking at it through cry. that lens, too. This would not penetrate them like it would us. Ooh, Do you see okay. what I'm saying? This doesn't kids don't care about this. They don't feel like that they don't they're not looking at the game in the same way we would look at this game okay so i don't they wouldn't be hurt or betrayed or no i'm sure it? there's be there'll be betrayal i'm sure they'll like be, be betrayed all the time all the time it's just not a it's not a that serious to them do you think in some weird messed up way they would end up doing something so different than adults do like they would end up deciding like Again, like I went back to the whole like, well, we could all just share the money and everyone could have X amount of money. Right. Like, would they like, would like they that. come at it from such it a would different be a completely angle, different angle? Exactly. That we would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. You're not supposed to. They can't all be in an alliance. And is CBS, the producers of Survivor, willing to be like, hey, probes. let's probes like, hey, let's try something different. Mark Burnett. Yeah. Let's try something new. Why not? Let's see what younger people can bring to this game and how it can change the social experiment. I would be interested to see what they do. I mean, would they have to create like how they created the, like the craft corner and the and the mirror? Would they have to create like a uh, safe space area or like a napping area or like a, a tent that no one's allowed to bother you when you're having a hard day? Like, would, oh they, have to, would they have to soften things for for younger people? I'm not saying they're not tough. They're tough. But but the expectations would be different. 
you know? Absolutely different. They'd have to really like. Would they have to have planned activities? They would have to. And like different things like that? Trigger warnings. Right. I, tribal tribal council warning. You may feel something during feel tribal. Triggered. You're going you to feel bad. Let's get into the questions that were asked to our final three. We end up with Natalie, Michelle, and Tony sitting there. And boy, we could not have three more drastic, different journeys than these three. Wow, what a different, yeah. Which was amazing, right? I mean, Tony, who's been there the entire time, astounding. Tony's name was never written down even one time. That Mm. is an accomplishment. I am super impressed with that. And he did that without being a bully. That should have been his number one thing I would have harped on. There are so many things Let's talk about the things that they should have highlighted. Okay, hit Natalie first. Natalie. I was on freaking edge since day one and I outlasted everybody in this whole damn game. And not only that, I changed the game by winning all of those advantages and sending them, sending them over to the island and changing the way that the game was played on a daily basis. So then maybe I would even say not only did I have to withstand it mentally and physically over on edge, having so little food, having such little like things to be able to do or anything like that. But I also, I am the puppet master. I am the one who was over here, you know, affecting the game in such a way. I don't think she focused on the, the opportunities and the ways that she specifically chose people to manipulate the game from afar. She did not. Not hard enough. Not to me. I know it was mentioned but it's what I would have harped on. That and not losing my damn mind over there. I didn't Staying strong. Yeah. Staying um physically strong, mentally strong, all of that. She didn't she didn't she didn't highlight that. She did she she didn't highlight the fact that sure, maybe I didn't play the best social game, but here's all the stuff I did do. Mm-hmm. And then that pitfall of of the the rest of the jury, Rob. Amber, Yule, all those people mentioning the idea that she kind of piked out in the last week. Yeah, you, yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. Mm. I feel like that was a really very interesting disclosure. And it kind of shaped the way we felt about her for the for that entire show. I didn't realize she had made such a misstep. I had just assumed no, that people either. on edge I thought they were be- all buddy buddies. Because they didn't they weren't voting each other out. No. I thought what would there be any why would there be contentious behavior between any of them at any point? Why? For well, what? because of personality. Some personality mm-hmm. I mean it's just it's just like the real world. People in a large group don't always all get along. Your personality might grate on me. If no yours might grate on me. <laughs> We're not eating. We're not sleeping. We're not. I mean, how personable could you be if you were in that situation? I'd be a raging. You know what? Maybe I would try to address that and say, you know, after so many days of being over there in that really strange circumstance. That's what I would have said. I needed to take some time to myself. That's what I would have said. Right. Something, Something like that. Because so, that might have spoken to Amber's heart. Right. It might have, someone or might have understood it better. Make up some bullshit. Even Yule. If I just, said, I couldn't I'm, stop talking, thinking about my family. I mean, even yeah. if she was lying out of her ass, who the hell cares? I couldn't stop thinking about my family. And I really had to go to a place where it was just, I was alone mm-hmm. and I had to separate myself so I could concentrate on my family and my own heart and whatever it is. Yeah. Tell, tell Yule and Ethan that you were meditating the whole time. And they would have been like, oh. Yule and Ethan would have okay. respected that mad, right? right? They would have been like, yeah. 
Okay. All right. You were in a meditative state for that last week. Maybe I'll still give you my vote. I'm impressed that you did that. Instead of being pissed off that you were total whatever to us. That you were cold or whatever. Cold, Isolating. Whatever you were doing. I just, ooh, that was not good. So that's what she should have said. Yeah. Tony should have said what? I kept saying the whole time we were watching, this guy has got the whole damn jury eating out of the palm of his hand. They are cackling like he was doing stand-up. Yeah. Did you not catch that? Oh, I did. They were all rolling. Oh, I mean, they were guffawing. They yeah. were like, oh, you're so funny, Tony. Like, oh, when he explained the, more. the spy nest, like, I literally people did put like their hands like on their face. Like, like they like, were like, yeah, what's like, next? Yeah, tell us more. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. They and really I'm did like, do that. I was like, oh, he's, if you could tell, if you could read a room that that was gold right there. And he there. loved it because he the way he sat forward and the way he got oh, animated. He knew it. He and, knew it. He's like, I got him. I yeah, got him. This he was it. so excited. I mean, and as somebody who's like a jokester, I feel like I know that moment when you know, the, know the, the people kind of turn into uh-huh. it and you're like, oh, yeah, this is my time to shine. <laughs> Let's go. Honestly, I think he did a great job. There wasn't that much that he really had to defend himself against for the most part. Jeremy, it may have been unfair editing for all I know, and I will give him that. He might have had very soft faces at different points in time, but they chose to put in the ones where he was shooting laser beams out of his eyes. But no one else on the jury had that same level of vitriol that he just had. Like, he looked really salty about the just whole really salty. about them. I think he was just salty about Tony. But why? I don't know because they had that like ribbing and that funny like jokey you jokey just thing had that painted calendar how many days I are in two weeks so i don't understand what they were upset about that, i think that something happened that we're not aware of that happened with that ben and him and tony i think something happened with those three whenever ben got so angry at jeremy and we all were like what the hell why all of a sudden is ben like actively carrying a grudge remember that yes. like portion yes something happened something happened that we're right not aware before of. that yep that was like your mom's a you know a fucking whore <laughs> something happened that was well, like ben was like what? i'm done like he yeah. was like i it was like an absolute deal breaker mm-hmm. like where he was like you're dead to me now because ben just shut off to jeremy at some point that was a huge thing and tony tried to still be friendly with him maybe tony got in the middle of it that painted calendar shit happened just last week yeah but that could have been oh i think i think that that is proof positive that that was producer manipulated yeah because they had them sit there with the calendar and make a little joke but the truth of the matter was those two men especially on jeremy's side jeremy could barely even look at him Mm-mm. they weren't look- they didn't so look like they were more. actually and they were actually having a really they were ribbing each other, but then, like, you think, like, did they really ever have conversations together like that? I don't, I don't know either. what it is. Something didn't, something smelled fishy to me. And I, and I know Jeremy is a, a smiley guy and he's like a fun, energetic guy and very well liked by all the players. Absolutely. And so, like, for him to be like sitting there, like, looking salty as hell is like, like, what the hell? Yeah. I'm giving him, I'm giving that situation all of the space to say, Something else has happened in this mess that, as the audience, we were not privy to. So he may have been 100% justified in making that look. Absolutely. At at the group. And Ben may have been incredibly justified to be angry 
with Jeremy the way he was? Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. I don't know. But that but that just smelled of like we missed something. <laughs> something was left out of our packet. <laughs> something was definitely yeah. Get it. Where where's the rest? Yeah, we didn't get it. So let's go over to Michelle. What did you think about how she explained her game and how she was like either highlighting or really lacking in highlights? I think she really didn't have a whole lot to say. Other than immunity challenge, challenge wins when she needed it. That's all she had. She had a bag of, of tricks and only had one trick. You can only wrap that up in a bow so many times, so many different ways. The clutch immunity winning was huge. Huge. I'm not going to dude. I'm not taking that away from her. The part about how she just basically. I was on the bottom. I had to find other people. Well. Everybody has to find people to freaking get through those dang show. And since we know that every threesome on the, at the end is really two strong players and a piece of fluff, <laughs> isn't the most important thing that you have to do is prove that you're not the fluff? But what if you are? Then you best make it look like you're not. Which is why she had to win those immunities and I say, talk about I think those. I would have said something to deflect at least over to Natalie. I don't think you could do it to Tony. But I think you could say, look, Natalie won that last immunity. And that's why she's sitting here today. But you guys know she didn't have the same journey in terms of having to Ooh, run all yes. those obstacles, do all the all the social game that we have had to do. Like I would I would like link yes. myself to the jurors like I am one of you. I'm one of you who worked so hard out here to do this. Natalie, with all due respect, you were over on edge. And yes, you had the opportunity to yeah. to throw advantages or disadvantages over here. But that's it. You weren't in danger. No. During that time, you were sitting out there. I was in danger every fucking second Dang. of my life yep. over here. Yep. I would have played that so different to prove that I wasn't the fluff. She, you're right. I, I'm, <laughs> I was I'm just home. like, Caroline, I'm writing Caroline. I would have I wrote your name down. <laughs> that That's true. Well, what strikes a chord with you about what I said? Well, the fact that she is, she's right. You know, Natalie is. She's right. As much is as I'm we, right? Caroline's Caroline. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Michelle is right. Caroline. Caroline, yeah. I know you. <laughs> Caroline can be right about Michelle. How about that? Okay, Caroline is right about Michelle. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to clip this and oh say that. Oh, my God, right? I'm going to clip it and just replay it at the beginning. Caroline, Caroline is right. right. Caroline is right. <laughs> she did not effectively convey her struggle mm -hmm. that she really went through. The lack of struggle that... Well, no, I'm not going to say lack of struggle because Natalie had a different struggle. And that's the thing is no matter what she could have said to Natalie, Natalie could have turned it back to her. If you are having a healthy debate well, and a smart debate. that's why with all due respect. All due respect. It's not that you didn't struggle. You had a different struggle, but it's different when you're not in it daily and having to change your game up constantly. Natalie did not have to change her game up. No, she just had to keep She had to do one thing over there. and keep going that way. That's it. Michelle had to constantly be that chameleon, changing day to day, figuring out where to get in, where not, where to pull back, where to go in, all that whole thing. And that's what she should have said. I uh, wholly agree with you. And I think that I don't think that she was she would have been taking Natalie out of the the equation, but I just think that she needed to point out that she was actively playing Survivor right within the tribe and actively and, is the key. And and to say that as a way to try to bring in those jury members who remember and played hard right. that active game. And so it was all about it's not about downplaying Natalie, it's about playing up 
how hard the jury members work. But she in their conversely, game. that could have worked against her with Amber and Rob, which she still didn't get their votes anyway, because they could have been like, well, what are you saying? We didn't do anything either. Well, Rob was in a hell of a lot longer than Amber. True. But Amber, the Amber two of them are mess, voting. Though. You would have had to have had some real good conversations with some of those people worrying about those votes at the end. You know, that's how I look at it. Like you would have really had to have talked to them and said, tell me more about your struggles, Amber. I want to hear right. about a mom and like, what are you doing and all this stuff? And I don't know that Natalie had the wherewithal to deal with all that and keep it together over there for as long as she did. Amber had Rob, you know, and the, at the end of the day, Amber was there as, like the second person as Natalie. Right. But she had a support system in the end. She had her husband with her But the point is for a that they time. were... Well, they didn't say it, but I'm assuming that they, even though Rob and Amber had them, had their support with each other, mm-hmm. that they didn't distance themselves from other people. Oh, yeah. They easily could have. They could have, which, but I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm assuming they didn't because that probably would have been brought like up. like someone else would have said something like, talk or, about distancing, look at these two. Well, that's what I would have, I would have. I would think that Natalie would have brought it up and said, well, I'm not the only one who did it. You and Amber did it, too. Yeah, yeah. I would have said that. Yeah. But so it sounds like she was the only one. Yeah. That acted like a jackass. That's the way they made it sound. And when you see the Mr. Rogers faces of Yule and Ethan, (laughs) their soft little faces nodding their head about how they were isolated. Yeah, you fucked up. You know that Natalie did something that felt a lot edgier than those people deserve. Those people are soft hearts. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, they may be like warriors, but at the end of the day, if you were, if you were remotely kind to them, they would have been kind back to you. Right. So the fact that she just lost so much of the, of the, of the jury. She did. It makes me, I want to know everything about okay, but, on let's, Edge. Let's, I want the Edge After Dark. I want to see oh, every, yeah. I want every bit of footage because I want to know who did what to who. I want to you see that. See their, oh, yeah. I would watch it. I would watch it every night when it's time to bed. I'd be like, hold on. I got to watch about eight hours worth of, of like what happened like, on Edge. Edge After Dark. I want to know it. what yeah. went wrong. I need that live feed, baby. Mm, okay, real. but let's say this. I want the, the cave camera. Oh my God. <laughs> she wants the Rob and Amber camera. Wow. I want to know. I want to <laughs> say this though. At the okay, end of the, please do. After saying all this, we know that it's so easy to say what somebody should have, would have, could have said in the moment. For us to sit here and pick it apart and say what they should have highlighted, what they didn't say, and all this stuff. I get that. Oh my God! How many times have you done something and said, "Oh my gosh, I should have said." A B C D E. You pretty much list. every single podcast. Right. right. I say, every time. Why didn't I say Why A B say C D? And so it's so different when you're in the freaking situation. You're in right. the moment, and we get the fact that it was stressful. Oh my and god! And it was pouring cold rain. Yeah, there was. What what, a mess. Forget that. When I start shivering, I'm done. My brain shuts off. And they were a mess. I mean, they looked so, like hell. Exactly. So then we we get it. We get it. We're just for the purpose of discussion and really kind of fleshing out how they were, you know, what we were thinking I about. I think what she's trying to say is don't come at us, bro, <laughs> about how woulda, coulda, shoulda. Okay, she's trying to, say, okay, she's trying to say that. I'm going to try to say it concise. Don't come don't at come us. At him, 
We are reviewers, <laughs> and it's our job to analyze woulda, coulda, shouldas. Thank you. Okay, that's our whole the gig end. here. Having said all those things, uh, we have to have a moment for Sophie. Please stop. WT to the F on the Soph. I know we brought her up an hour and 45 minutes ago. It's been that long. Mm-hmm. But I have to ask, why didn't they let that poor minx go or give her a blanket or give her a What did a you little... call her? She looked like Marcy from... <laughs> from peanuts like she just had like her big glasses and her sad moppy hair and she just at one point sweater. just leans her her elbows back and stretches her legs she just out looked so defeated as I don't if know to was... say fuck all of you and this die. really stupid game if she, if that girl ends up with the rona if she says i had the rona the whole damn time which here's the thing it's a pandemic yo so if we're sitting here thinking how could she have gotten it there's people on and off the island. There's people that are around there. Are I hope crews. she didn't. There's all that kind of stuff. But I'm saying it's not right for oh. us to think, oh, well, how could she get it out on Survivor? You know, well, just like the rest of us, right? Okay, well. <laughs> now, I'm not casting aspersions. <laughs> Don't come Sophie at me, bro. has the Rona. I'm just saying she looked miserable. And I feel like Would they should not have, have sucked had... it up? It had to be something really bad for her to look that miserable. I feel like they should have put like a canopy over the jury bleachers yeah. over there. I mean, if you were that sick and you had to be stuck out there in the rain. And you have Ethan who has like spoken very, very honestly about his own immune system. And yeah, the but fact he's that already he... been on the island and stuff. I mean, it's in the sunshine. Yeah, but <laughs> come on. It all could right, be raining at night. Right. I mean, but yes, still, they have shelter. They didn't have her even out there for the first the first situation. Yeah, so you're the right. fact that they made her sit there through the second one, she never said a peep. If you watch this back, you're Sophie. You're you're healthy now, right? And you're mm-hmm. like, oh God, look how bad I looked. <laughs> would you have like just faked a smile or something? Like I would have looked like the fakest fucking person you've ever seen in your life. It would have been like the it would have been like the worst smile, but my teeth would have been gritting and I would just been like, I'm gonna prop my eyelids open with this tape. I think I would have asked to sit on the back row or somewhere in the middle, maybe like or on, you know, somewhere. I mean, for God's sake, tell me, tell me one facial feature of Danny. I don't know, because I didn't even see her. No, because who knows where she was in that mix? You know what I'm trying to say? Like they put her right up in the front, dead center, and she's acting a fool. She's acting like a kid who doesn't want to be, you know, at the church pew anymore. And she's like just writhing around. And it was like, oh, my God, she didn't even have anything to add. Well, it just it just looked like she was going to throw up any second. I don't even know. It was it was intense, intense. Was All right. So, so let's get ourselves over to the big final vote. Aisha. Well, how what did it all boil down to as it all boiled down to this? It all boiled down to good old Zoom. Good old Zoom. Zoom. So do you think that it lost a lot by it not being a live reveal with like actual humans in person? Or do you think that it was okay that it was no, live in I think those it was, video feeds? Yeah, I think it was pretty cool. I thought it was going to be lame if they did it like this. But I'm glad that it still had that element of surprise, even though technically... I think they they recorded it before we had read somewhere that they had recorded it just for just, you know, just in case anybody dropped out because or of the technical, technical things, yeah. you know, so it wasn't like long before, though, but it, I think it was a couple hours yeah, before. But that I mean, kind of thing. Uh, obviously, just to make sure there wasn't yeah. going to be a problem with live ish. Yeah, live ish. Live ish. Right. So I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, they had all their families there. You know, Tony had his family, his wife and his kids and Michelle with her sister and. Uh, Natalie with her man. I thought that was pretty cool. I think it worked out fine. For what we had. What, yeah. what, what are we going to do? 
Uh, not much. I was surprised that there wasn't um, like a reunion from the aspect of a Zoom situation because they tried at the very beginning to have the, the little they could have done that you know Brady Bunch yeah. screen with all their faces in it. I was kind of surprised they didn't. Maybe they thought it would be too noisy or again dealing with the technical aspects of it all. Maybe they just thought it would be too much. You know, watching someone get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of it or something. They you know? literally were on the screen for what five seconds, if that. They Which, all got dressed and in front of their cameras. For but like, maybe something did happen. That there could be something an after show. They just couldn't. You know what? There could be an after show. It could be something that they filmed later. Like a separate reunion. I, I, yeah. I think that they do it. I think that they did it. You know, I think I we th- will see something. If it hasn't been out already and since we've been in here all day. <laughs> right. It could have been out. Could have been out while we've been out. here. <laughs> so the actual vote. Were you surprised that it ended up being? I had nine for Tony, four, four. for Natalie and zero. Yeah. For Michelle, what do you think about that? <laughs> just the way your face that just made that face. That's exactly how I felt as they were voting. We we're like, OK, we counted possible five votes for Tony yeah. in the bag. Right. Robin, Amber, Ben and Sarah, Sarah. And there's one other person. That Denise. Was Denise. We knew that those were those five were going to go to him. And then it was just the rest that we were kind of like, not sure about. I thought Nick would vote for Michelle. I thought Nick and Jeremy. I thought Wendell. Well, how did you like the fact that she had to bring up that previous relationship? Wendell didn't even give his his old girl. He was like, look, I'm going to stick it to you one last time. (laughs) I already done. I already I've already told you to leave me alone. Stop bringing it up. The fact that she brought it up, though, and said, I came in here with previous relationships, you know, like me and Wendell. <laughs> I think Wendell was like, babe, right, babe, babe, right, babe, babe, you don't want that vote for me. Babe. Uh, stop calling me, babe, <laughs> babe, speak up, babe. I can't hear you back there. He's like, I already blocked you. Why are you still coming at me? That's what's happening. She got blocked and she still wants more. I feel like I feel sad for her. And I think she needs to leave that man alone. I I feel sad for her. She's gorgeous. So move on. She is beautiful. And I really hope that CBS finds some sort of way to do something with her. I don't know what. Like what? I don't know what. Um, But (laughs) do something. She just got a whole damn show she's been on. I know, but I feel bad for her. I think the way that she said she got such social media like beatings. I just. Oh, my God. <laughs> the hard heartedness. Hard hardness. America's coming. How do you do that? Wah. 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 <laughs> I just yeah, I just feel for her because that would have been a real a real slap in the face to get all the way there and just be that she tried to ignored. she tried to rewrite history, right? She tried to like have a different experience and really show America that she was meant to win that. And, and, then it didn't, zero and it votes. didn't come to fruition. It is what it is. Here's what I'm going to say about Michelle. And Aish, you can add in how you like it. Because I'm okay. sure Michelle is going to listen to this. Michelle, I want to say that I thought you played an amazing game. In that you did have to continue to adapt. You were absolutely not a part of that core alliance. And yet you continuously found stragglers mm-hmm. to bring in. And you won in those clutch situations. Even when, as a viewer... I was astounded. I did not think you had a chance. And then all of a sudden you would come out of nowhere. So in that regard, you played a great game. I don't think you have anything to hang your head about at all. You didn't do anything to embarrass yourself or do anything wrong or anything. 
we're making fun of the 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 window portion because girl you got to move on really okay girl please stop <laughs> please. trying to dm him <laughs> leave him alone just let it go because you're gonna find some other she, fish she probably already in the has a guy right now i'm sure you probably She's do probably and like things are probably happy. going great we're Hopefully. gonna wish you all the luck do you have anything to add to michelle ditto <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so final winner, Tony. You I feel am. good. We you are, feel happy. We are proud. I felt good that I called it a long time ago, and that Whatever. Tony just don't so hurt strong. yourself patting yourself on the back over there. <laughs> no, she did call it. We, I'm very flexible. Did. I, got I know it. she's I got very flexible. She's, she's reaching back. I got there. it. But yeah, no, you're right. You were super right, man. We need to go back and rewind and be like you. I think you said, wouldn't it be funny if Tony won this whole thing? He just seemed like he did the right thing all along. And I couldn't figure if he was going to be able to keep his antics, you know, under control or not. And when he did, I was like, you're doing it, man. You're You're keeping it it under control. And so as long as he did that, as long as he didn't lose it, I think the man showed tremendous growth. Tremendous. I I am so proud of him. So proud of him. To completely change your game and to come in and to win over everybody not only by his personality his strategic ways just always being that positive person on camp when you and also a hard him. worker you yeah. know a hard freaking worker like he had it all really did and also to bring that light stuff to the show you're right there was no one else who was bringing Nobody the laughs was, you know the laughs the kookiness all this stuff that he was doing was just like Absolutely, just the, remember. Let's let's have a moment. Remember the 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 ladder he built. The ladder, and he <laughs> and he was allowed the very first one we talked about. He was allowing ladder. anyone who wants anyway, to use it. You could borrow this ladder. That was so. And when Yule funny. went up there, like oh he was my like, god, oh. it was all breaking in half. Oh I mean, god. that was so funny. Really funny. We have to go out on basically what he called this being the Super Bowl season of Survivor, which is very cool. Yeah. He is our uh, MVP. I think so. I think, Tony, you were the MVP. You deserve this. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for changing the way that you played the game Mm -hmm. and just being able to keep it interesting for the rest of us. Like, I don't think he forgot that he was on a TV show from the standpoint of being entertaining. Or a lot of other people just kind of laid back. (laughs) I think he's just an entertaining guy. Yeah. I mean, honest to God, what would the show have been without him? Not good. Not good. It just wouldn't have been as silly, you know. Who would have wanted to watch a super serious version? (laughs) Like, I was trying to think about if Boston Rob had managed to hang in there. Oh, man. And if he had the bullying, I think that would have been going on at the end here. And, like, just the tyranny factor versus the, like, just genuine alliance yeah. that Tony had yeah. with people. I mean, it just felt completely different. I don't know. Do you think he's like unseating Boston Rob as like... Fan favorite? Absolutely. Mm, you think so? Absolutely. And Sandra just took herself right out the fandom. She, she just exited the building. Tony did it without trying. That's what makes a fan favorite when you don't try and you just are. Excellent. Well, this has been amazing. This is our first podcast that we've ever done together. Yeah. And it was so much fun. It was fun. We are going to pick new and different shows over on Pod Clubhouse so that Aisha and I can play together more and more for you guys. So we hope you guys enjoyed our coverage of Survivor Season 40, Winners at War. This is Caroline. Thank you. And this is Aisha. Thank you for listening. This has been an original Pod Clubhouse production. Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. Please visit and leave a comment for us at podclubhouse.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Pod Clubhouse. Our DMs are always open and we'd love to hear from you. 
Good clubhouse. 